Welcome to Fine Rambles, number 143. Okay, GameStop, I'm not going to get into the weeds here. Suffice it to say that the drama started when some very arrogant hedge funds got very careless and they took on way too much leverage, which means they borrowed way too much money. And and together, they ended up shorting almost 150% of the float of GameStop. Funds like Melvin and Maple Lane and Citron. What this means is if the stock of GameStop went up high enough for long enough, those funds could be forced, forced to buy the stock at any price. And that made those funds vulnerable. And it was their own goddamn fault. A group of people at a subreddit called Wall Street Bets, WSB, they saw this vulnerability and they exploited it. They went out and bought the stock and the stock went up. And so more people jumped on this bandwagon and they bought the stock. (laughs) So the stock went up in a positive feedback loop until it had gone from, I think, $20 a share to over $400 a share. So that's 20x. And Elon Musk at one point tweeted out GameStonk, and that didn't hurt the stock price either. Now, the story really starts on Thursday morning, because this is when the major online investing brokerages like Robinhood and Interactive Brokers, they started banning their customers from buying shares in GameStop. And that looked really sketchy. And as a result... On Thursday, it appeared to me and to a lot of other people, all the way from AOC to Ted Cruz to Dave Portnoy, that this ban put in place by these brokerages may have been fomented by Citadel, fomented by Ken Griffin, on behalf of the hedge funds involved that were short GameStop. Now, this idea that very rich people had pressured online brokerages to change the rules of the game in order to hurt the little guy, well, that idea caused a political firestorm. There were calls of market manipulation, of collusion, of of investigations. But here's the problem. This story probably isn't true. Because it's looking more likely that Robin Hood actually was on the brink of insolvency on Thursday and they either had to stop people buying GameStop and similar companies, or they'd have to close their doors. And the reason for this was the DTCC. (laughs) Okay, I lied. (laughs) I am getting into the weeds. But stick with me here because this does get better, okay? The DTCC is the Depository Trust and Clearing Corp. And that is basically the largest clearing house in the world that clears all trades. And the point here is that it takes two days to settle a trade. So just theoretically for a second, there are at least two ways that a brokerage can go bust. First, let's say I open an account and I start buying stock immediately. The brokerage doesn't get the cash to cover that buy for two days. And if I'm trading on margin, I might not have enough cash in my account ever to cover a catastrophic loss. And so Robinhood was seeing a lot of new accounts all coming online at the same time, all of them buying GameStop, a lot of them buying on margin, and that created a lot of risk. 
Now, the second way a brokerage can go bust is a little more complicated. <laughs> but let's say I buy GameStop on Robinhood from someone who is short GameStop, and GameStop soars, the person who's short might go bust. And then Robinhood would have to pay me themselves. And if they can't pay me, then the clearinghouse has to pay me. And that means the clearinghouse needed for Robinhood to post more capital because of how much GameStop had been going up lately. So those are two possible reasons, and there's probably other reasons I'm too dumb to know about. And even at this stage, it's possible that political pressure was applied by very powerful people who were losing money. But for all of these reasons, the clearinghouse, the DTCC, told all brokerages, all of them, that they had to post more collateral for GameStop and stocks like it that are volatile at the moment, because higher volatility means higher capital requirements. Things could move too fast. And the DTCC required across the industry for all brokerages together to cough up an extra $7.5 billion. And Robinhood was responsible for some portion of that, but they didn't have that money. Because, let's face it, Robinhood is kind of, it's kind of a sketch company. And so they had to go out and raise their portion of that money very quickly on Thursday night. They went out to Sequoia and their other investors and raised a billion dollars. But now, every time one of their clients bought more GameStop, Robinhood would need to post more collateral. And they didn't have the money. And that's why they stopped their clients buying GameStop and 49 other stocks, 49 other stocks from General Motors to Starbucks, because they couldn't cover the regulator's capital requirements related to that purchase. Long story short, the GameStop short squeezed exposed the poor capital position of Robinhood. And there was a fear for a while that Robinhood would become another Lehman Brothers. And, and the brokerages would get so scared that they wouldn't be able to collect from other brokerages that they would stop trading with each other completely. Just completely. This was not about Ken Griffin being a villain. It wasn't specifically about screwing over the little guy. It was a plumbing problem. It was a back office problem. Now, caveat, caveat, caveat. This is not to say that Ken Griffin isn't a villain. Ken Griffin is a villain. Here's how Ken Griffin at Citadel makes his billions of dollars. He front runs the average ordinary investor. He pays for order flow. And that means he's the customer of Robinhood, not you. You are the product. What happens is Ken Griffin pays Robinhood to tell him what you're about to buy. And then he buys it first. And then he sells it to you at a slightly higher price than you would have had to pay if Citadel didn't exist. And that means every time you trade a stock on Robinhood, you're making Ken Griffin richer. And the guy's already got billions. <laughs> what does he spend it on? Well, he paid our Treasury Secretary $800,000 for a couple of speeches. Now that's a good investment. Look, it's amazing how everyone who rules the world can get together at, at Davos and at Goldman Sachs conferences and nobody bats an eye, but ordinary people start talking online 
and everyone loses their minds. Our ruling class doesn't like it when we get together and start talking. Just look what's happened in the last few months. The internet monopolies coordinated to shut down Gab. They coordinated an attack on Parler. And now they're trying to stop people from talking about stonks, <laughs> which is the WSB term for stocks. Discord shut down the Wall Street Bets message board. Facebook shut down a Robinhood investor page. Now, they used the same tired, bloody excuses they've been using the whole time. They claimed the reason was hate speech and, and sexual exploitation. And if you believe that, I've got a beautiful bridge I want to sell you cheap. The lies are getting so desperate, they're transparent. The authoritarianism isn't hiding any longer. It's right there in plain sight. It's going to get worse because the powers that be feel their grip on this country slipping. Okay, rant over. Back to WSB. Back to Wall Street bets. The single most important piece of information is that one week ago, Wall Street bets had 2 million members. And today, at this moment, it's 7.5. In one week, they've gained more than 5 million members. And that number is going up by 100,000 every few hours. And why? Well, because the narrative is that people were forbidden from buying stocks with their own money in order to help hedge funds. The narrative is that the poor were squeezed to benefit the rich. And that's not a good look, even if the narrative this time was probably false. That false narrative attracted attention, which created escalation. So now WSB isn't a group of 2 million people with similar interests. It's 7.5 million angry people. So what are the consequences? Well, first of all, a prominent short seller, Citron, has stopped publishing short reports. And I think there's a very good reason for this. Citron realizes any such report would be an obvious target for WSB. And as a result, I think that short selling in general is going to decline because WSB will be on the lookout for any target that is vulnerable in this way. And this is not good. It's not good that shorts are probably in trouble because the shorts are the investigative journalists of the market. They're the only ones incentivized to call bullshit when the emperor is naked. They're the only ones incentivized to, to discover and to expose frauds like Enron that steal billions of dollars from ordinary investors. God knows the SEC doesn't do its job. Okay, the SEC was told about Madoff and they just ignored the evidence. Now, million dollar question. Where is this enormous mob, I mean community, <laughs> where is WSB going to turn next? Because they have a lot of firepower. Are they going to turn it on silver? Are they going to turn it on Bitcoin? Will they have the ability to turn their attention to a different target without collapsing into, into infighting and recrimination. If they can, and that is a big if, if they can continue to coordinate buying across this, this huge group of people, then they can move parts of the market that are a lot bigger than GameStop. But they're going to need to focus on something that nobody can print more of. And they dare not use leverage, because as we've seen, as the Hunt brothers saw in the 80s, the powers that be 
will take your leverage away at the exact moment you need it. Here's something you really need to understand, okay? The stock market at this point is maybe 50% passive index funds. And the stock market is another 20% probably machines. Algorithms that just chase momentum and don't know what Starbucks even sells. So that's 70% of the market that's completely brainless. And the shorts, well, the shorts are now cowering in their foxholes, which means the only significant pools of capital at this moment that are actual people are Kathy Wood with her ARC Armada and WSB. The tail can really wag the dog at this point. Picture an entire market watching an an angry schizophrenic, (laughs) watching an angry schizophrenic and trying to anticipate where he's going to lurch to next. Even if WSB doesn't have a lot of power right now, it has the perception of power and power makes people nervous. And so will our dear leaders try to demonize WSB? For sure. Will they try to hijack it? For sure. Will they try to destroy it? For sure. The class war is real. The class war is real, and it's been completely one-sided for the last 40 years. The average person didn't even know that they were under attack. And now I think they may be starting to wake up. Anyway, that's all I've got. I hope it didn't bore you to tears. I'll catch you next week.